Ah, Ramsey Street. So many stories, so much history, so much love. Or is there? What do our Ramsey Street favourites really think about their other halves? Let's find out. Aaron and David complement each other really well. The yin and yang. Does David have any annoying habits? Uh, yeah, Aaron is quite carefree. He's a bit of a um, happy-go-lucky kind of kid. Where David is very planned and he can get a bit anxious about things not going to plan. Whereas Aaron definitely stirs up that. So I'd say David needs to chill the fuck out. <laughs> if you could use that. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And what about his best qualities? David is, uh, he's such a good human. He's such a, a better human than Aaron is. I mean, he's, he's a doctor for one, if that doesn't say anything. He does like to play by the rules, but it's for all the right reasons. And he's very well thought out and he's everything, every decision that his character makes is for the better good. Oh, there, there is the occasional storyline where he gets a bit dark, but he's exactly what Aaron needs, I think. A little bit of form in his life. My favourite Susan moment has to be the Sarah Beaumont slap. I think that's possibly the best slap in Neighbours. Yes, that was a very satisfying day at work, I have to tell you. It was. I think what was so great about that story, because it was five years into the Carl and Susan family, so people had an investment in that couple, they had an investment in the relationship. It was it was an aspirational relationship. They loved each other, they got on well, they were best mates, and suddenly there was a big schism, a big wedge between them. And the first betrayal so a big moment but it was a lot of fun I've got a photograph somewhere of um, the director holding Alan and the crew lining up behind me (laughs) to give him a wallop so it was a it was a good day good day Carl's obviously Susan's soulmate but what would you say is his most annoying habit He's bossy. He's controlling. He refuses to say that he's wrong. Oh, gee, that's... Am I talking about Alan or just men in general? Hmm, let me think. No, no, kidding, kidding. No, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's bossy and a bit controlling. And, uh, well, of course, the singing, that's something else again, but... Does he burst into song at inappropriate moments? He does tend to burst into song quite often, yes, and sometimes at very inappropriate moments. But he's also quite obedient and he will shut up if you tell him to shut up. So that's good. Admirable quality, I think. So Pierce and Chloe got married. Has Pierce found his soulmate? Well, I think Pierce definitely believes right now that he has found his soulmate. But, you know, I don't know how many soulmates do they really find on Neighbours. There's kind of like two love stories with Chloe. There's the initial one where it was a bit of a pretty woman kind of storyline. That was kind of fun and then Pierce got his heart broken and then he came back six months later and had gotten engaged and, and then they built more of a friendship and then that turned into love. Chloe's most endearing quality is her ability to just be a bit kooky and and throw herself into life with no judgment and looking for the fun in life and in the moments and really living in the moment and not always, you know, thinking on a 10 years, like a CEO's brain of a 10 year plan. She's like in the moment. And I think that's what Pierce has really been drawn to. Does she have any annoying habits? (laughs) Well, sometimes her most endearing qualities can also be her most annoying (laughs) habits. So, you know, I think that's the fun thing where sometimes her um, lack of looking ahead and and just diving into things, that can be a challenge to Piers and can frustrate him. Now, Therese and Paul, things seem to be going well there. What would you say is Paul's most endearing quality? Oh, goodness me. 
I think, you know, Paul's always been the baddie, the evil character of the show. But we do see some very endearing qualities. I can't place them right now. <laughs> but they're there. They're there. They are there. They are there. And Therese loves him desperately. They do love each other and they make a, a very interesting couple, that's for sure. They certainly do. Maybe an easier question would be, what's his most annoying habit? He forgets to take his fake leg off when we go to bed. (laughs) And then I brush up against it and it's this cold plastic thing. No, no, Paul has no annoying habits. Oh, certainly not. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. What's your favourite married couple moment? Look, I think when Therese and Paul still argy-bargy, have argy-bargies, I think uh, I think we've got to keep them exciting. Stefan and I were very reluctant for many years to marry them off because we didn't want Therese and Paul to be a boring old married couple. But I think, well, I'm pretty sure that that's never going to happen. And I do love it when they're still at each other's throats and um, still a little bit competitive too. I quite like the competitiveness. Bit of an exciting time for Harlow at the moment, finally getting together with Hendrix. Yes, I know. It's been a long time coming. They're a bit of chalk and cheese, but they're great. I think they're a really, really nice couple together. Hendrix's most endearing quality. Oh, good question. I wonder what you said about Harlow's. Look, I think he, when he really loves someone, he really puts his all into them. With Harlow, like, I think he really gives her his best. And he's also quite charismatic, and I think she needs a bit of fun in her life. She's a bit, you know, sometimes she can be a bit um, set in her ways. So he brings out the fun in her. Does he have any annoying habits? (laughs) Yes. Probably his um, narcissism, for one. What else? There's so many. So many. The fact that he thinks he's superior, I guess. Yeah, I think his showy-offness, if that's not a word, but you get the gist. Yeah. What would be Dippy's most endearing quality to Shane? I think it's sex. The sex is what... No. I think it's her passion that he loves. I think he finds her inspiring and challenging. She's the kind of partner who makes Shane feel like he wants to be a better man. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And her most annoying habit? Well, Shane doesn't like the spiritual woo-woo stuff, the tarot cards and all that sort of stuff. I think he has a problem with what he perceives to be wishful thinking. What would you say is Clive's most endearing quality? Oh, he's a sex pod. Has Sheila met her soulmate in Clive? Oh, I think you'd have to ask Clive that. I think I'll wear him down a bit. But yes, I think she thinks he is her soulmate. I mean, she was married to Frank before she came to Erinsborough and Frank died uh, some 15 years before she arrived in Erinsborough. And then she had that hideous Hamish Roach and he apparently gave her her first orgasm, I'm told, but that's what they told me in the script. I thought, oh dear. And so I think Clive is a really good mix of... He's quite, apparently quite sexy in bed and he's also loves her like Frank did. So I think she, he is her soulmate, yeah. What about Yashvi? Does she have any annoying habits? Gosh, she's always telling him what to do at the moment. Always. Like, how old are you? 18. She's 18. On the, it's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all know it all at 18? <laughs> true. That's very true. I should have guessed. should have known that would happen. Has Chloe found her soulmate? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if anyone in Erin's really finds their soulmate. Maybe Carl and Susan, and that's about it. I don't think anyone's marriage lasts that long here. 
But, you know, Chloe did marry Pierce fairly quickly after her mother started to decline due to Huntington's disease, which Chloe also has. So that might have been a factor in her <laughs> decision to get married. But who knows? Maybe they will go the distance. You never know in Aaron's Purdue. <laughs> Pierce's most endearing quality is he's very loyal and very generous. Does he have any annoying habits or is he just perfect? Um, Annoying habits, he's a very bad dancer. Actually, that's quite an endearing habit. Uh, quite an endearing quality, actually. <laughs> Not really annoying, but I think that's quite funny. <laughs> Straight from the jungles of South Africa, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here as Tanya Hennessy delves deep into the lives of her castmates. Nights are long in the jungle, and what better way to pass the time than to reveal your innermost feelings? Tanya's Sexy Jungle Podcast. Find it on the 10 Speaks page on 10 Play. Or wherever you listen to your bodies. So, Carl and Susan have been together happily for a little while now. Does that mean that his eye has maybe stopped wandering? These days, Carl's eyes, I think, really has stopped wandering. And of course, he's got to the stage in his life where probably the female eyes aren't wandering onto him either. Carl and Susan, of course, have managed to um, survive 25 years of trials. It's, I can't promise anyone that there's not going to be more trouble at Mill. I think Susan's most annoying habit is her tendency to want to try and control everything without involving other people, if she can possibly do it. That's actually not so much an annoying trait as to say that she takes too much on. From Carl's point of view, he spent a lot of his time trying to get her to slow down because, of course, she, she does have MS and stress can trigger it. And her best quality? The fact that she is really a mother to everyone. I mean, she looks after so many people. She's a genuine carer and very, very selfless. So, Dippy, yours is the first cross-cultural marriage that has been portrayed on Australian television. You must be so proud to be able to bring that to life. Yeah, absolutely. We, as you know, cross-cultural marriages have been happening forever. Forever, in relationships and whatnot, but we just weren't seeing it on television, Australian television. So I'm always a true believer of what you see, you can aspire to. How long have Dippy and Shane been married now? Yeah, so that question is a little bit up in the air because we don't even have ages. So we're kind of a rough age, but I would say we've been married for 20 years or so, which is a long time. Shane's most endearing quality would definitely be, I would say, his loyalty. He just doesn't waver from his love for Dippy, doesn't he? He just adores her, and he and he always has and always will. And also, I think he's um, want to be better, so he's always trying to be better. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And I think his commitment to the family is what I love the most. What's his most annoying habit? He doesn't listen. Shane's most annoying habit is he doesn't listen. And I feel like a lot of women would say their partners have this uh, uncanny ability to be there and look at you, but not actually hear what you're saying. So maybe nodding your head, but not listening, because whatever I tell him, he just doesn't listen and does the opposite of, and it always ends up in a thing. And I think Dippy's getting more and more frustrated by that because she craves emotional connection and he emotionally isn't as deep as Dippy. And intellectually, there's a little bit of a disparity, but I always rationalise it by saying that sex life is amazing. 
which it is. We're just always having sex anywhere we can, wherever we can. So in the bushes, we've done it basically anywhere. Like it's just, yeah, it's crazy. But no inkling to get a blue box, a la Carl and Susan? Yeah, we actually called it a red box because we had an episode where, I just think it's really funny, the conversations we have. So Susan, myself and Sheila, we're having tea around the table conversations. And a lot of it sometimes leads to our sex lives. And I think it was Susan that got it into my brain about needing to buy stuff. In one episode, it was like this amazing montage of us doing stuff. She had a Swedish accent and she was wearing these knee-high boots. And then I was wearing the sexy lingerie. We both got rejected by our men. Carl was um, wanting to do gardening and my husband was wanting to do inventing. And we're just like, seriously, like you're going to say no to us now? We do this other thing where Shane's Akubra is always on the door handle every time we're having sexy time. And as a joke, we like like to put it in the scenes as well we just put it on there to keep the viewers like and they do pick up on it they're like oh I obviously just had sexy time inside jokes Aaron's like a little playful puppy you know he's he's, he's everything so exciting everything brings so much joy and he's constantly trying to bring so much joy to people that yeah so uh, that's probably what Aaron's most endearing quality is what about his most annoying habit Probably how uh, joyful and happy he is and how much of a puppy he is <laughs> because you have to then try to contain him. Although he does sometimes, because he's constantly trying to please everyone, make things really hard for David. Hendrix has just hooked up with Harlow. What does he like most about her? <laughs> Hendrix loves, he loves the banter. He loves that she can dish it back to him as well as he can do it back to her and she can take it and she can often, you know, give it better back to him. Some of the things that she says, I think he loves it. It kind of gives him a drive and kind of excites him a bit. The side of her that says the says the one-liners and, and stuff like that makes him go, oh, wow, like this is a competition. Does Harlow have any annoying habits? Harlow does. To Hendrix, Harlow is a boring, bookworm, nerdy person, and Hendrix is completely the opposite. Even though it is annoying to Hendrix, he still loves that about her and loves that even though she's quiet and very introverted, Hendrix loves that because he's the complete opposite. Of course, Ned is obviously a big part of Yashvi's life. Has Yashvi found her soulmate? I think so, to some degree. I mean, she's still like 18, but she was so infatuated with Ned as soon as he got here. It wasn't like it was a slow burn. She was in love with him from the start. I don't know if he would say the same, but for Yashvi, I think she thinks that she's found her soulmate. Ned's most endearing quality is probably his protectiveness. So, yeah, he's always looking out for what's best for Yashvi. Does he have any annoying habits? Ben has annoying habits. (laughs) I don't know if Ned does. He runs his mouth a bit and gets himself and me into trouble and he kind of jumps the gun a lot. Right, so we're on marriage number six. The sixth marriage and the ninth wedding. So is Therese a keeper? It looks that way, but then Paul said that to every single wife, hasn't he? You know, otherwise, it's the old adage of, you know, why do you marry or marry somebody if you're not going to stay with them forever? And that's, that's what's in your heart at the beginning, your heart and your mind at the beginning. But unfortunately, life throws sort of curveballs at the couple and uh, rest is history. Mind you, Paul throws his own curveballs at himself, I think. What would you say is Therese's best quality? Well, two things, her heart and her business mind. I think, you know, the business mind is definitely one of the things that attracted Paul from the beginning, but also because she was uh, she was his equal and still is. But she's also got a heart of gold and, you know, a, a very, very big heart. And I think, you know, those two things together are more than endearing features for Paul. Any annoying habits? Oh, gosh. Yeah, probably, probably pulling Paul up when he's wrong and she's right all the time. I've never noticed whether she's got any annoying habits. She doesn't chew her nails. She doesn't snore in her sleep. She farts. She farts a lot. 
incessantly. <laughs> well, it's been a crazy couple of days down here in Erinsborough, and I'm kind of sad to be leaving, to be honest, but it's time for me to go. So until next time, I guess the only thing left for me to say is thanks for having me and happy birthday. You've been listening to Ramsey Beat, a 10 Speaks and Fremantle podcast, written, produced and fangirled by me, Ali Aitken. Hi guys, this is Monty here at 10 Speaks. I just wanted to give you a rundown of the things we have coming up here. From deep intrigue with Barry Dubois to belly laughs with Hugh Rimmington and PVO, 10 Speaks has it all. Here's what the public has been saying. I listened to 10 Speaks so much my elbow fell off. I listened to so much 10 Speaks my teeth became ears. I'm a short-haired domestic cat who has been given the power of speech by listening to 10 Speaks podcasts. I died in 1996, but after my caring family played my resurrected corpse, the Western Front, every week for a month, I reanimated and came back to the world to do good. I was so excited by listening to 10 Speaks that I threw my phone down a well and now I can't get it. I listen to so much 10 Speaks that I passed the HSC at the ripe old age of 14. 10 Speaks cured my rabies. 10 Speaks helped move my moustache from upper lip to lower thigh. 10 Speaks gave me the power to talk to my mother again after she pantsed me in front of my year 3 class. Before I was uh, a vegan, now listening to 10 Speaks, I'm still a vegan, but better. My doctor says that he puts my rapidly increased sperm count down to 10 Speaks podcasts. I listened to so much 10 Speaks, all my plants grew better. 10 Speaks podcasts are better than marmalade. I started listening to 10 Speaks and my tongue grew three feet. Do you mean three feet long or just three feet on it? Three feet extra. Still ambiguous. I think we're done. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)